Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I'm overthinking it. Let's just go with it. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. You could call it Boober. (laughs) With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. And the shoes they make are just for like yodelers. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to of money just sitting out there waiting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we are talking about why isn't this a thing? Part two. You guys had so many good ideas about why things aren't things. We need a title that's like, you know, when they get into sequels and it's like, why isn't this a thing, colon, new things rising? Or like, you know, because <laughs> Jaws 2 is always like Jaws 2, colon, it came from the deep. And then Jaws 3 is like Jaws 3, colon, the shark, colon, mysteries of the underwater yes. world. Yes. Okay. So why isn't this a thing? Part two, maybe they are things. Yeah. Part two, colon. Maybe they are things. We got a lot of feedback after the first episode and in like New Yorker cartoons, all kinds of things like, see, it is a thing. Either this is a thing or more often it was, you aren't the only people or I wasn't the only person who thought this should be a thing. Somebody sent us on Instagram, a New Yorker cartoon of a sunscreen machine that you could just stand inside like a TSA booth. Picture that, but it just goes and there's sunscreen. We talked about it in the episode and a New Yorker cartoon. I mean, not new, like not copying this episode, but had the same. Why isn't this a thing idea? The New Yorker is full of smarties, and and that's obvious. And we also got a lot of feedback, which I didn't add to our list for today, but I have to shout them out. People just being like, you people are geniuses. You should all be inventors and make millions of dollars. People really loved hearing people's ideas. (laughs) But Amy, before all that, I want us to pause for a moment. Oh, okay. Yes. Back when we did our back to school episodes, we had a little bit of fun goofing on Ready Confetti. (laughs) Yes. Which had been sent home in Ziploc bags to throw around before your first day of school, it was ready confetti. Yes, a teacher told them you're supposed to put the confetti in your bed to get ready for the first day of school, which was, of course, what fresh hell is that? Ready confetti. And we got some feedback, all of it positive. People get it. They know that we love teachers, but a lot of teachers are like people we're hurting over here, right? The teachers are just like, they feel the pressure of Pinterest. They feel the pressure of like the new teacher who has no kids and is really into it. And is like writing all the names of kids on their shoes and like doing and being so extra. Or the person in the hallway that has like the 35 
part like hand clap slash dance that's different for each student that enters the classroom, like doing that. So extra. Yeah. They're seeing it on TikTok and they're like, people, we can't take it anymore. Just give us some love. And so we're here to give teacher love because yes, we do love teachers. Even I'm going to say it, Amy. We even love teachers who send home ready confetti. It's fine. Yes. We like to goof on things, much like we like to goof on ourselves and moms who do goofy things. It comes from a place of love. And we see you teachers and how hard it has been. The pandemic's been a nightmare. Back to school was a nightmare. I mean, I'm seeing it and I'm just like, shout out to you teachers. God bless you all. We are pretty clear, like we're the monsters because we also complained about the parent portal in that episode and how come I'm getting like 18 emails a day from the school. And we had more than one teacher come on and be like, because even if I send you nine emails, there's still going to be four parents out of the classroom. We're like, what? I didn't know that it was dress as your dream day. Let's be honest. That parent is me. Indeed. That parent (laughs) is me. But I will say I'm always the parent who's like, what? Huh? Outfit? Huh? What? Exam? But I am never the parent who calls the teacher and complains to them ever. So that's where I come out. We love you, teachers. That's fine. It's fine to be the monster if you know you're the monster and the teacher is not the monster. Amy, you know I love a transition into our topic and I feel like this is a great one. Kate says, why isn't this a thing? It's not my sister, Kate, a different Kate. One standard form that all camp schools, daycares, and programs use with their basic information, name, address, date of birth, emergency contact, fill it out once, save it in your files. If you've already filled it out and you have no changes, you simply upload it. Yes, this is... They can be specific questions. This is like in Amy's doing college. This is, what do they call it? It's like the standard, the common app. We need the common app for forms. I was about to say, this is a thing. It's the Common App, right? You need the Common App for second graders. Yes, you do. I mean, I have Dashlane, which is a a password saver. And you can also save your information on that. And it will autofill forms for you if they're on the internet. So you you don't have to type in your address, your phone number. It kind of can somehow guess what it's asking for and autofill it. But, you know, you still got to even do that. I agree there should be one form. I love this idea. If you have three kids in three schools and three permission slip forms, it's a lot. I do feel like they've gotten slightly better at this at like the doctor's office. I now go and they say, has any of your information changed? As opposed to... Yes. Rather than starting over with the clipboard? Every single time with the clipboard. And I'm like, we're wasting our lives, people. Yes. Not to mention paper and trees and yes. Yeah, but the school, we're still doing a lot of like, let's fill out this for, I mean, I haven't moved. I've lived in the same house since my kids moved here. Like nothing has changed. And it's not goofing on them because for their sakes, don't they want to stop doing this too? I have a personal story about this. So I had my doctors, my OBGYN go in like once a year, twice a year as I get older and Every time, right? Like the 35 pages of poorly mimeographed, like, what is your name? What is your, you know, you have something somewhere. And then they gave us once. And I also was kept waiting usually. Like you put on the paper gown and then you sit in the cold office for like rather longer than you needed to. They could have left you in the waiting room. So I bring this, you know, encyclopedia's worth of stuff to fill out back to the room with me. And I'm sitting there in this cold paper gown and it has a, Oh, like a feedback form. Like, hey, what would you like to know about us? Like, how can we make your experience here better? So, and it was anonymous. <laughs> and let me guess, Amy. 
you filled it in. I had thoughts. <laughs> I had thoughts. Like, why are you making me fill this out every time? Why is everybody coming in also asking me, you were starting over every time and why are we doing this and why am I being kept waiting for 45 minutes? But it was anonymous and you could like put it in a thing when you left. So it was anonymous. I go back the next time. There's an iPad. You, you know, sign in, you do this. Has anything changed? They whisked me back to a room. I get seen. I have my like, you know, stuff that I do at the OBGYNs. That's all happening within five minutes. And then the doctor's going to come in. It's all moving along. The doctor walks in and she's like, so, you know, we certainly read everything you wrote and took it to heart. (laughs) Oh, my. You were supposed to be anonymous. I think the problem was I was the only person who filled it out. Here's the thing, people. It's never anonymous. I recently stayed in a hotel and didn't have a great experience. And then my flight got canceled and I ended up in the lobby talking to the guy at the front desk. And we had a nice conversation. And then they sent me a form that said, like, how was your experience? And I wrote, it wasn't great for these eight different reasons. And the guy from the front desk wrote me an email back. And he's like, but I thought we had a great chat. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, what happened to anonymity, people? Like, I don't want to have this interpersonal experience. I just want to tell you that room service shouldn't take three and a half hours. It's not the guy at the front desk's fault. Why isn't this a thing? Anonymity on forums, it's actually anonymous. Yes, please. Keep us anonymous. Changing lanes, Amy, Teresa says, how is it? We can put a man on the moon, but we can't get a waffle maker slash sandwich maker slash panini press that have parts that come out and can go in the dishwasher. (laughs) This is like the George Foreman grill, which I love and you laugh at me for loving, but I love it. Oh, you love. We haven't talked about the George. Are you still using the George Foreman grill? I mean, it still comes out. Do you have like a back alley supplier of George Foreman grills? Where are you getting a George Foreman grill in 2022? No, because they cost. $25 $25 and I've had the same one since like the year I got married. Okay. Don't break it because I, I don't think of George Foreman Grill. I mean, did they still make those things? Ancient. You're probably only getting them at a garage sales at this point. But if you can get one, let me tell you, it takes a lick and keeps on ticking. I'm still making grilled cheeses. Amy, Amy likes to make bacon in it. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of things. So, but anyway, yes, it does not have parts that come off. So it has sort of a, you're kind of wiping off its weird grill with some, you know, mysterious stuff. Yeah, we love waffles, but it's like we make waffles on like the 10th of September and then we wash (laughs) the thing on like the 3rd of October, basically. It just sits in a pile in the corner. All those tiny squares, right. Because who wants to wash the waffle iron? It's so confusing. Am I supposed to get Q-tips out? Like, how how is this even supposed to happen? Uh, I'm not sure. With parts that go in the dishwasher. All right, Teresa, get on that. We'll seed fund that. Chelsea, speaking of oldie locks things like the George Foreman Grill, back in my day, she wants an app to tell her what radio stations are available wherever she is. What? I think I told <laughs> you that during my COVID experience, I went to a hotel and the, the TV didn't have, um, you know, cable. And so I found a channel and it played the show Shark Tank all day. Do you know that show? I mean, I know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Like got, people come and pitch businesses. And this made me remember Shark Tank. And, and I would have to give her from my Meg Shark, I would have to be like, I'm going to pass. Like, I think this this is maybe an app that is past its time. I think if you want an app to find the radio stations, it's time to just start playing podcasts off your phone. There are 500 episodes of the What Fresh Hell podcast. Why do you need radio stations ever? In your life? Yeah, you don't need an app for radio stations. 500 episodes start from the beginning. I mean, you'll hear something new every time. Start from the, start again. I mean, I like that Chelsea is rolling old school, but she wants an app to tell her to radio stations. I, I don't think it's like an app that tells you where to find a telegraph. It just feels like, no, we're 
we're out of here. But it is a weird, I mean, now to think about it, vestige of another time, right? Like I did get in the car recently. I forget where I was, but I was somewhere unfamiliar and like I needed to drive for about half an hour. And I thought like, and I'm doing the whole like scam thing, you know, looking for a radio station and each radio station is more horrible than the last. And and I just was sort of like, why am I doing this? Well, I was doing this because I didn't have Apple CarPlay and my phone was in the purse on the other side of the car. And, you know, but I was like, why am I still doing this, trying to figure out something to listen to by just randomly scanning this dial? Felt like a caveman. Listen, on Shark Tank, they're often wrong. They turn down, you know what they turn down on Shark Tank? Uh, the doorbell, the video doorbell that rings. Oh, like the ring or the nasty? Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's called a ring doorbell. Yeah, somebody pitched that and they were like, no, that's a bad idea. So like the sharks can be wrong and maybe I am dead wrong about Chelsea's idea, but I don't know. It doesn't seem... I think it's an aging demographic. It's the George Foreman grill sort of person that wants an app to tell them what radio stations they can play. The youngs aren't going to. Yeah, yeah. it seems a little bit like I don't think we're going to be doing this for much longer, but I might be wrong. Rachel is another person I deeply disagree with on her. Why isn't this a thing? She wants year round school. Oh, no, thanks. But I. <laughs> Mm, how about no <laughs> okay you're with me <laughs> i could not tell where you were gonna land amy took a she took a pause you can't see her and she leaned way back from the microphone and i couldn't tell if she was coming back with a yes or a no on that one i don't want your round school i was trying to become whose idea is this uh rachel you were trying to get yourself in rachel's head right i was trying to be Come, Rachel, (laughs) and understand the motivation. I think if I guess I get it for like working parents covering the summer is hard. Yeah, two working parents. I mean, if or one working parent. Right, right. If every parent in the home is a working parent, then it's a whole thing and a thing to figure out what you're going to do with them. I feel the exact same towards school as my kids. I want less school as possible because I just, well, also our kids are older. Maybe if your kids are little, you want them entertained and not having to pay for it. But when your kids get older and they can entertain themselves, I feel like school days are the worst days. You have to wake up early, you have to make them breakfast and lunches, and you have to be going, going, going until eight in the morning and then get them out the door. I'm not a fan, but maybe we're just oldie locks and we're not seeing it from the point of view of people with younger kids. There is no morning in which you have to rush around and get everybody out the door that is better than a morning on which you don't have to do that. I mean, it could be your birthday, but it's still better if nobody's in a hurry to get somewhere first thing in the morning, I think. I couldn't agree more, but I can see that maybe if you have little kids who you have to entertain all day, you'd rather someone else do that all the time. Let's do this one because I think this is a simple one. I think we can make this happen. Kristen wants to know why there are no comfortable, stylish sandals for wide feet. I can't be the only one with this problem, says Kristen. You Google that. Isn't there somebody who's carved out that market? They are, but the problem is, I mean, I don't have wide feet. My mother has extremely narrow feet, so she's got another problem. And the shoes they make are just, you know, Ugly? they're for like yodelers. Yeah, they're they're just not... <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but I wasn't expecting to hear the word yodelers today. They're just not, you know, they're not fashionable. There's not a wide variety. My mother gets most of hers from a catalog that comes in the mail. Narrowfeet.com or something? Yeah. Speaking of, you know, radio stations. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. She mail orders her shoes. Yes. So Kristen's right. There's... Wide feet people out there that need shoes that fit them. I'm not a sandal person. I don't like to have my toes flapping out there. No, I don't like to. Why are these a thing? Sandals by Margaret. (laughs) Yeah, I recently was with Amy and uh, looked down to realize that my 
pedicure, what do you call it? Pedicure was like ripped to shreds, like two nails with nothing, like three. It's because I never exposed my feet. I like my feet like to be cozy. No, I, I don't like to see my own feet or anyone else's feet. Here's a, just a completely random one. I feel like some enterprising person, there's a market that's not being tapped. Work gloves that fit smaller women's hands. Apparently, heavy-duty work gloves are only made in men's sizes, and the ladies' work gloves are like thin, like for garden. They're dainty, like for gardening. Oh my gosh! My husband has a pair of work gloves that he uses when he's like taking out the trash or doing his manly things. And every once in a while, I put them on, and I'm like, work gloves would be helpful for me every once in a while. There's just things you need work gloves like for, like gardening gloves, but thicker? no, like thick leather gloves, like you would use to like weld with, or I don't know, not weld. I don't know, like Jason wore in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, Jason gloves. <laughs> Maybe in a Jason costume. But Amy says she has the same problem. She goes to the kids section and can get heavy duty leather kids gloves. But I'm saying if you are, if we happen to have a leather worker in our audience who's looking to get back to work, women's heavy duty work gloves could be the market for you. What kind of misogynist is heading up the work glove market and thinks that men <laughs> and children need I mean, gloves to do hard work in, but not women? That's crazy. Have you seen the women's market, Amy? The answer is everyone. There's so many problems. All right. We'll be back with even more Why Isn't This a Things. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different Different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. 
Short-term nanny, Amy, a lot of people talked about this. I mean, this is a problem. B says a service, when a parent needs a break, they come and look after the kids, like for grocery shopping, or you feel triggered and just need to compose yourself, (laughs) or even for an uninterrupted shower. This is funny because a lot of people were like, we only need a nanny sometimes. Right. That's the problem. But when you need one, you really need one. B was like, I only need a nanny for 20 minutes. Like that's like it's an on-call nanny. Like... I need 20 minutes of your time. Come on over. We used to call this a mother's helper back in the day. Now I guess it's the parent's helper. Like, do you have a teenager on your block? Don't forget the mother's helper because I will say that my daughter, who's 10, is already interested in babysitting. And I'm like, you could probably mother's help. Like a kid who's around. My nieces used to come out and visit me when my kids were little and they were probably like 10 and 11. But they can watch a baby while you're in the shower. They can do for 20 a minutes, lot, right? Like for 20 right. minutes. They, You don't need a very old kid to do this. And a lot of 10 and 11 year olds are looking for this. They might be willing to come over for 20 minutes. It's not a nanny, but this is a possibility. Ella wants rent a grandparent, which I think is in the same category. I like the sound of it already. Yeah, we have a grandparent down right now. We have one of the grandparents had an accident and will not be traveling for several months. And we have to just rethink our entire fall because like, who's going to watch the kids, you know, while we go do the things we want to do? It's a lot of figuring it out. Ella also has another idea that I love. But wait, what's the rent a grandparent idea? They're just on call? Rent a grandparent is like, there's a number you call and they send a Grammy over and she takes care of your kids and like tells you you're doing a great job. She's not a rent a mother-in-law who's like a mean like, oh, this house isn't very clean. Oh, you know, she's a rent a grand. Nice mother's-in-law and mothers and yeah, okay. Oh, yes. There's many nice mother-in-laws, my own included. But I mean, she's not what people think of as like, you know, the judgmental mother-in-law. I like Ella's other idea. A sick hotel where you check in and a crew of moms cares for you when you're not sick enough for the hospital, but you have a cold. They're caring for you as another mom. Yeah, they're like just bringing you soup and taking care of you. And they're probably watching your kids in another room for you. She wants to live on a commune, but she wants to be a sister wife. Yeah, exactly. It sounds very nice. It reminds me, I saw a tweet recently that my ideal vacation is to be in a terrarium where just, you know, somebody takes care of me and decides what happens next. I'm like, I think that's my favorite kind of vacation, too. Like, I'm just going to lie here and people are going to bring me what I need. Even when I'm well, I don't need to be sick for this to be a good idea. I call that the hamster habitat. Like when you go to a hotel and everything's there. It's like, here's your food. Here's your snacks. Here's where you're going to go into the pool. I very much like a hamster habitat getaway. Yeah, I'm going to say you should love yourself enough that you don't have to wait till you're sick to go to the what is it called the mom hotel the mom hotel it can be just a but i don't need to be their moms taking i mean guess if i'm sick i do need it to be moms though don't i yeah yeah you do because if it's dads they're gonna be like hey i know you're not feeling well but could you just give me a quick help with this light bulb over here i hate to be a trouble to the moms who work at the all mom hotel but if as a fellow mom i wouldn't be that much trouble like i'd be an excellent patient i wouldn't ask them to bring a napkin because I forgot, you know, because I got some soup in the first one. I would never do that. My sister does a thing that is really cool. I've never heard of anyone else doing it. And there's like seven friends and they all clean each other's houses. It's like a commune. What? The seven of them. I don't know if they do it like once a month or how they do it, but they all go over to someone's house and clean it up maybe like once a month. Like wiping counters? Like what kind of clean? It's like 
toys away. Yeah, like they clean. Like the seven of them clean each other's houses, but they all do it. So like you always get a turn to be the cleaner and the cleany. Yes. And right. And you have like a super clean house in two hours. And it is like, it's like sisters are doing it for themselves. I think it's such a nice idea. And I feel that the the sick hotel could work in this way of like, it's your turn to be the sickie, now it's your turn to be the caregiver. Because otherwise, you would go to the sick hotel and you'd be like, let me make the meal. I, I feel bad you waiting on me. But if, if everybody got a turn, then you, would feel, you wouldn't feel bad taking advantage of your turn. This is a magical hotel where contagion is not an issue, right? Where that wouldn't be a problem at the sick hotel. Yeah, sure. Contagion is not an issue. Yeah. I mean, Amy, this is never going to happen. We might as well fantasize a little bit. This could happen. I have a good idea that I think could happen. Katie wants there to be sort of customizable bras that have two different sized cups. When I was breastfeeding and for a while afterwards, Katie says, the more ambitious breast was noticeably larger than the other. (laughs) Girl, same. And this is a great idea. You should be able to be to do this. Someone do this online. This is an online business. We'll advertise it on our show. Like, it's two different sizes. And I'll pay another 20 bucks to have the bra fit me, right? It it seems... This could work. This could happen. I mean, it's short term, but yeah, you got to do volume on this business because it's short term. See, I have my Shark Tank brain on today, Amy. I have my Shark Tank brain. (laughs) Kiona says pediatricians who make house calls and... Yes, I will say that COVID helped for this a little bit because we do now have like telehealth very available through our pediatrician's office and it solves like 98% of the problems, you know, look at this weird thing. Is it a MRSA? No, it's a bug bite. Okay, good. Bye bye. We won't bring him in, you know? Yes. Okay. He's sick. Okay. But does he have this fever and is it, uh, it's probably viral. Like you just never mind. You're not going to get antibiotics for it anyway. Don't come in. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Yeah, it has changed things. And have I ever had a pediatrician make a house call? I think it, I'm thinking of one of my sons was a baby and we were on vacation. You know, like the pediatrician came to the hotel room because he was pretty sick. And it was great. I agree. I think a nurse line, too, is such a good idea. I don't know if it's liability. I don't see them that much. I used to have a health provider, like an HMO, and there was a nurse on You could call and talk to the nurse and say, you know, my eye is bothering me and it has a red spot. And she would say, like, okay, that's not this, that, that, but it's pink eye, so come in and get a prescription. I don't know. And it, it seems like it would be better for them, too. Like, you don't want everybody walking through the door. Because I've probably gotten you know, to the urgent care 40 times and like 15 of the times I didn't need to go. But, you know, your kid has a fever, you get worried, whatever it is. Somebody who could say like, that's not a thing. Don't worry about it. That's probably about the correct hit rate though, right? I mean, and thank goodness 15 of the times were for nothing, but that's, I bet that's the urgent care hit rate, that 15 out of 40, if you could extrapolate that to all people through the door, that percentage, whatever that is, you know, a third yeah. really didn't need to come in at all. Well, I also famously didn't take my kid in and he had appendicitis for right. four days. So I'm not somebody who overruns to the doctor, clearly. The other end of the distribution curve is, oh, my God, why didn't you just go right to the hospital instead of the urgent care? This is something I haven't really thought about. A lot of people wanted baby-friendly parking spots. Wider parking spots, Jennifer says, near the front of the store, marked for people with babies. Uh, They do have this at one of the uh, big, I think it's Babies R Us. They have like pregnant mom parking, which I always joked that I could probably use for like a year after I had the baby because I just had that like five-month pregnant belly forever. You've got the look. (laughs) I'm like, if people are going to ask me if I'm pregnant, I'm at least going to use the pregnant parking spot. 
Brea ups the game. She wants a supervised parking area at stores where you can leave your kids in the car with the AC running and a screen and you could do your shopping and an attendant watches the cars to make sure no one steals them and the kids don't need assistance. If you were a kidnapper, this would be a gold mine, a good place to hang out <laughs> near the baby friendly parking area. Yeah. You'd really have to have like um, Jackie Chan be the attendant, like someone who could really like fight someone off. I mean, I can see the reasons why this doesn't exist, but I also understand why you might want it. It should. Why isn't this a thing? Well, I mean, I would like it to be a thing, but I think liability lawyers would probably have something to say. Laura similarly wants drive through restrooms, like a garage door <laughs> with a bathroom attached. She can pull in. Okay. I know it sounds wrong. She's not really driving through the restroom, but like she could pull into like a garage like space. Like a car wash, like a car wash, like a garage, a pull up bay for your car. Yeah, but the car doesn't keep moving. It's a bay. It's a garage. Like you pull in the garage, you shut the garage door behind you, you use the bathroom and then you go so that if the kids are sleeping in the car, you don't have to leave them unattended when you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Laura sounds like an over the road truck driver doing <laughs> yes walks. again but i have been this person i have definitely been this person the two kids asleep in the back and like i have to go to the bathroom so bad but the pain of that is definitely worse than trying to wake them up and take them into the bathroom with me right you cannot pull into a truck stop and leave two sleeping kids in the car because you'll be arrested no because there's no baby friendly parking area but are you going to wake them up and bring them into like that brightly lit bathroom again th there's flaws in the system here i mean i think pulling into a dark garage at night by yourself with babies sleeping in the car is frightening but what is the solution to this problem i'm not sure this is a very simple one, and it's also hard to disagree with. I don't think there's anybody who could take the other side of this. As Kristen says, there should be a giant hair magnet that collects all the r random hair that seems to find itself everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, disagree? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's something you plug in and sort of activate because you don't need a giant magnet in your house all the time. There's probably secondary problems that we're not thinking of. Amy, not to get scientific on you, but magnets don't pick up hair. So, yes. It's a hair magnet. <laughs> this, this, is, this is what it is. It's a hair magnet. This is a magical magnet. <laughs> I like that you're like, well, you don't want a magnet plugged in all the time. And like, I'm like, Amy, I don't think that's the biggest problem, that it's plugged in. I think the problem is that it doesn't exist. This is a magnet for hair that you can plug in. Don't you understand? You want to be, I mean, I'm going to bring in a super oldie locks alert. Back in my day, bewitched the old, even that was even before my time, but it was about a mom and a wife in like the 50s who was a, a, a witch and she would like trinkle her nose. What do you call it? Twinkle her nose? No, she would like wriggle her nose. And then, you know, stuff would happen. And you want to be able to walk into the middle of the room like Aquaman summoning fish. You want to just stand in the middle of the room and be like, I summon you hair with a big garbage bag and all the hair flies into it. Again, magnet. <laughs> again, again, a magnet is not involved. Yeah, you want to be like, I want to summon all of my hair out of the drains, the cat hair off the couch, all the hair everywhere. And it's flying through the air. You're not, it's not a wand you're like dragging across the couch. It just goes, zoop. I mean, again, we're just, we're in a magical realm here. So why not just summon it directly to the trash? Sure. I mean, it's a little unpleasant while it's happening. You want to turn it on. <laughs> you don't want to get caught in the hair tornado. It needs a remote. Right. You need to be able to like, activate it from around the corner. So you're not all in right, it. All right. We're, gonna, we're spitballing. We need to workshop this idea a little bit more. But we all agree <laughs> getting more. rid of all the hair. <laughs> yes. We'll be right back. 
Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to saying optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate? Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. A lot of people, including Heather and Morgan, want Uber for kids. Now, this is something that I've heard people actually talk about, a taxi service that would take your kids around. I mean, it's rife with problems, right? I mean, you can see why people don't do it. There was a startup in the New York area. I don't think it was only in Manhattan, but it was it was like moms, you know, like moms with their minivans and extra seats in their car that were basically Uber drivers. Like, we'll drive your kid to soccer practice. We'll bring your kid home from ballet. We'll do this. And I don't think it ever quite achieved scale. Talk about Shark Tank, Amy, achieving scale. <laughs> it is a great idea. And it seems... There's liability issues. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. It's like you can't get insurance for it and stuff. But it seems like, yeah, it's like maybe you don't want a 20-year-old doing it because... You don't want a young person driving you. And then it's not a good granny job because you don't want an oldie locks driving your kids. It's complicated. There's got to be a way to do it. But here's a, a game upper. You know you like marketing. Baby Uber with car seats. You could call it Boober. <laughs> I think we have to go with that. Certainly we have to trademark the name right now. And then we can worry about, we'll fix it in post. The old, like, what, what about liability? Oh, gosh. 
it's so necessary and yet there are obstacles speaking of cars amy sarah would like automatic car seat buckles this seems achievable in our lifetime doesn't it like iron man right like you lay back and it goes chunk and it just comes around you like at a amusement park and you could just tug it once yes like i'm just thinking about like when your toddler's in the car seat and you're digging around like between their legs for that like part you can never find and their diapers in the way and there must be a better way. And then you end up pinching. Oh, done that. <laughs> and they're like, in there. Oh my gosh, that pinch. I pinched one of my kids with the car seat once. And I mean, he was maybe 18 months old. And for the next two years, every time I put him in, he'd be crying and be like, no pinch. <laughs> and I did. Kate thinks there should be car refrigerators, cars with refrigerators built right in. I mean, this would help for grocery stores. There's got to be luxury things that have this. There's got to be high-end cars that have this because it's such a good idea. I was just doing a road trip. I had like four and a half hour drive. I don't really care about my drinks being cold. But like, yeah, I was, you know, I had my little drinks set up next to me. And it, if they had been in a little fridge. Yeah. You want there to be room for people to sit. I'm going to Google that. There's got to be cars that have. In between the seats, like a beverage. Yeah. thing Built probably. in. Okay. Our listeners have done many things for us, Amy, but I feel that Ashley has really delivered with an episode idea that we should do a yearly What Fresh Hell podcast episode around Halloween titled What Kind of Momster? I've already put this on our episode list for Halloween. I guess I think you're going to get your wish, Ashley. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but what kind of momster? Yeah. Why hadn't we thought about that? What kind of momster? Yeah, yeah. The mom monster, right? Like, that's a great idea. We could play spooky music and make it fun coming soon. We talked on our last episode a ton about washer dryers that would fold. Again, people, lots of links and feedback about there is this thing, they have it in Germany, they have it here or there. But this idea is a new twist. And I feel, again, it is extremely achievable. Washers and dryers that have sensors, load finished washing and the lid hasn't been open for hours, washer gives it a quick rinse. Dryer has stopped drying and the clothes are still wet. Dryer restarts, for the love of God, it's 2022, says Ellie, and I couldn't yes. agree more. Yes, this makes sense. It just gives it a tumble. We have the world's oldest washer dryer. It's like, it's from the Stone Ages. I mean, it's basically like an old lady, like who you hand the clothes to, and she washes them on a washboard down at the river. It's one step. It's the next generation from that. And... We maybe 10 times a week have to rewash loads because either it stayed wet in the dryer and also it's in like the sub basement basement. So you have to like, like crawl down and you pass like the like, you know, three headed dog. Yeah. People in the dungeon prisons and then you keep walking and then there's a three headed dog and then you keep walking and then you eventually make it to our washer dryer. And so we often, you know, we do a frenzy of laundry and then I forget. And then I constantly, every time basically I go down fresh, there's a stinky load somewhere, either in the washer or the dryer. And it just, why doesn't the washer know that? I mean, my washer doesn't know it because it's from the Stone Age, but there should be a washer that knows that. I do have a like German fancy dryer because I live in an apartment and our washer dryer doesn't vent to the outside. So you have to get these sort of weird, you know, right, super high end plug in. So this is an electric dryer. And it does it does like until you take the clothes out, like every 20 minutes goes like, blah, 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 and just tumbles them a little bit more. So it does keep the wrinkles from happening, which is great. But it does also create 
an incredible amount of heat. Like the hottest place in the world is my little laundry closet because this dryer kind of never stops. That's the problem. Mm. See, I've created new problems now. Nope. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Nope. No nope. such thing as a free lunch. Here's an idea that we didn't hear last time. Car privacy divider. Why don't mom's cars have a separator between the back and the front, like in limos and cabs? Why not in a family car? Chrissy says driving those little punks around would be so much better if I didn't hear the constant screaming, fighting and irritating mouth noises. If it's clear, like in a taxi, then you can, you know, see them. You can see if like they're out of their seats. And other than that, Tiffany had the same idea. And I don't know why they don't exist. And also, my kids as young people, and just recently, we had a fairly stern talk about how throwing things in the car is never acceptable. Like balls, anything. You should not be throwing things in a car. I mean, I'm always surprised what you have to tell, you know, children my children's age. But I was pinged in the head recently while driving. I mean, a divider, it could arguably be safer than what we're doing now. Save lives and just make it out of airbag. Just put an airbag along the whole thing. I'm worried about like... People's puppies hitting the hitting the divider. I'm overthinking it. Let's just go with it. You're overthinking it. I got a good one here. Kate, cocktail truck. Like the ice cream truck, but for cocktails. Can you imagine how I would go running if I heard like a ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to say. Why not is the only thing I have to say. No notes. No notes. <laughs> Tara would like there to be a brush to remove sand from wet humans. She says, maybe this does exist, but I need one. And I'm going to say that brush is called baby powder. Do you know? I mean, baby powder at the beach. We just went to the Jersey Shore with some friends and their Jersey Shore people and they pulled out the baby powder and my kids were like, what is this magic that they were getting baby powder off of all of us? I know this to be the case, but I've never tried it. So how do you, even like while you're kind of wet, you can still use it? How does it work? Well, I think you have to be dry, but you basically like your sandy legs, you just sprinkle baby powder on them and then you like wipe the baby powder off and the sand comes with it. It somehow magically unlocks the sand and then you get, I don't know if it's recommended. It magically unlocks this. That's how it works. Yeah, it magically unlocks the sand. I think also, <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to breathe it in. Don't. This is not medical advice. Don't start coating your kids with baby powder, but that's old school. That's what we use at the Jersey Shore. Okay, another useful one. Chelsea says, why isn't there a motion-activated automatic wipes dispenser? I'm so sick of wrestling a poopy toddler while trying to hold his feet up out of the... <laughs> Stuff while trying to shake a wipe loose from the dispenser so hard the dispenser goes flying off the changing table. Oh, Chelsea. How about one wave of the hand and out pops a wipe, just like paper towel dispensers in public bathrooms. Oh, right. Like you just wave your hand underneath it and it goes like making tabletop or Walmart. Yep. (laughs) We both imitated the paper towel dispenser. (laughs) Chelsea says you can make it tabletop or wall mountable, child lockable, able to accommodate any brand wipes. And how many wipes are dispensed at a time? Wave hand, wipe butt, profit. Warm it. Make them a little warm while you're in there. Like, make them like 75 degrees. I was about to say, make them warm. This is my, I think we had an episode years ago that was like, what's the thing you can't live without? And my gift to everybody, the thing that I did not know I needed and I would have laughed at, except for someone gave it to me, is the wipes warmer. I never had one. Because let me tell you, the wipes warmer for the little baby 
means that your baby is poopy but still asleep, basically. The wipe, if you put a cold wipe on their butt, they spring awake, their eyes go wide. What's happening to me? If you get a body temperature wipe on that kid, you can clean them up. They just, there's not that moment of shock from the cold. And I could clean a poopy baby and keep them asleep and put them back in the crib. The wipe's warmer. That's my go-to gift. Consider me convinced. Yeah, I never used a warm wipe. But now, if I could get a uh, sensor dispensed, this also solves a problem they've talked about on Toddler Purgatory. They want like the weighted wipes, which some of them have. It's like there's a little weight in them. So when you pull one out, you only get one. Because otherwise, sometimes you get like 45. Like handkerchiefs from a clown. Some of them have a little weight on the top so that when you pull one, it stops the uh, the 90 others from following along. Okay. All right. This is... Mahima says, and I really like this idea, a supervised drop-off play area for kids at the movie theater. I just want to go to the movies and organizing childcare with movie time is too complicated for me. And I will also say that my husband and I completely stopped going to the movies for 10 years because to pay a babysitter and then see a movie we don't like is too painful. Right. And but if there was like at the gym, you drop the kid at the door and then you go to the gym for two hours, a movie theater where you drop the kid at the door and then you go see a movie. I mean, it makes sense because you could be like, I'll be in theater six. I'm going to go see Spider-Man. I'll be right back. Like it's almost easier than the gym because one time my kid got bitten in the gym. Oh, yes. I've discussed this before. But the problem was the, you know, sort of lackadaisical person taking care of him. I guess there was more than one. Somebody stayed with the kids and somebody went looking for me and she like, you know, couldn't find me. And I was in a class and she came and looked at the door of the class and said, well, I didn't see you in there. I'm like, but I wasn't you there. Like, too busy the class. jumping like, around. Been bitten. Yes. Your kid is screaming hello, or my name over the loudspeaker, whatever. They're like, oh, we looked for 10 seconds and couldn't find you. But at the movie theater, just tell them what movie you're going to. They could even give you, let me just close the deal on this and we can get funding. They could give you one of those little buzz pagers, you know, buzz. Oh, I mean, and then if you're buzz pager, like Applebee's and be like, you got to come get your kid, you know? Well, look, they already have those at Applebee's. So why don't we have this at Applebee's too? Yeah, good point. Drop off childcare. Like drop off childcare, like in a glassed in area near the front of Applebee's. I mean, they have it at weird places. You know, they have it at Ikea, drop off childcare. At least our Ikea has one. And it's like, why not? at the, the movies is a perfect place for this because to me, the barrier is like you truly cannot. I mean, believe me, New York people do. I have seen like, I was what movie did I see? And it was some unbelievably scary, horrifying movie. And there was like a four-year-old screaming, I'm too scared to be here, daddy, like the entire time. And it kind of put the damper on the experience for everyone else. People will bring their kids to any movie and they do, you know, at our movie theater, they have a mom's morning out. Have you ever done that? They have a movie and they leave the lights on and the movie's quieter, but you and you can bring your kids. So it's all moms and little like babies, like toddlers. You're nursing the baby and watching the movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. And you're like nursing the baby and, and watching Love Actually. Yeah, that was a good idea. I don't know. I feel like all of these ideas, the problem is people do it once and they're like, I, I get it. You know, and then there's it's not really like there's an ongoing crowd that necessarily wants that. But I did that a couple of times with my baby and I, I thought it was fun. Like, oh, I can bring the baby and who cares if she cried? And there's crying babies in there. You don't go see, you know, the Oscar winning, you know, you don't go see, you know, 
what's the caravan movie with Francis McDormand? You don't go see that movie, but you go see, you know, Mission Impossible 9. And it's like, all right, if I miss it, I pretty much get that Tom Cruise comes out on top and the bad guys get arrested and it all works out fine, you know? Right. Movies that are designed for that sort of level of interaction. I'm going to say that we've given not only mom entrepreneurs out there, but also corporations as a whole, some million dollar ideas today. This, you never know what you're going to get. There's money, piles of money just sitting out there waiting. When you listen to this show, when you listen to the What Fresh Hell podcast, you'll find laughter, community, and just maybe a million dollar idea. There you go. That's what we promise you. Friends, if you want even more wonderful ideas that are not million dollar <laughs> ideas, but just ideas about how great What Fresh Hell is, please subscribe to our newsletter. Amy's going to tell you how to do that. Well, it's super easy. You go to whatfreshhealthpodcast.com and right in the sidebar, there's this, like sign up for the newsletter or it'll pop up more likely like get our newsletter. Sign up for updates, it'll say. Just sign up. We send once a month. We send our favorite episodes from the past month. Little things. The most recent one was a show that you're watching and a show that I'm watching and links to like some other podcasts we're listening to. And it's just a great way to stay in touch with us and make sure you're keeping up on the show. Go check it out at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. And with that, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.